This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1233, How to Hang On When Natives Speak Fast. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 123 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get weekly transcripts delivered to your email inbox, go to allearsenglish.com slash subscribe. Why is it so hard to understand native speech when natives speak quickly? In this two-part series, we break it down for you and show you the exact reasons and how you can strategically build the skills to understand better. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica, what's shaking? Oh, I haven't heard you say that in a while. Oh, well, it's still in my vocabulary. Don't worry. Hasn't gone away. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. I love that phrase, an oldie but a goodie. I use that <laughs> often for like songs. Mm, yeah, I love that. What, what would be an example of an oldie but a goodie in terms of songs? Um, well, to my mind, classic rock is still like yeah. stuff from the 60s and 70s. But I realize now that stuff from the 80s and 90s is now considered oh, classic, which gosh. is depressing. That's so bad. If I hear like a Pearl Jam song from like yeah. 1994 with James and I'm like, oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if there was much good music. I mean, Pearl Jam was great, but I don't know if the 90s was the best genera- the best uh, decade for music. You know, the 80s was great, but I don't know if the really? 90s. I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> I have a different pers- <laughs> viewpoint here, Lindsay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I absolutely love like all of my music from the 90s, like oh. Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and okay. like Sublime and stuff. I would still Sublime. listen to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like the 90s is known for grunge. Totally. You know, the whole like grunge thing, right? I mean, maybe that's that. Maybe that's it. I mean, everyone has their own opinion on music and that is for okay. Sure. And we can speak freely about it. <laughs> for sure. Okay. And I respect your opinion. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So today, Jessica, we are getting into a really, really important topic for our listeners. I'm super excited to tackle this today because I feel like we get this question in different ways all the time. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes, guys. Oh, my gosh. I love talking about today's topic. We are going to geek out on some linguistics today. For (laughs) sure. So we're talking about pronunciation and why, like exactly why, guys, like scientifically why it is difficult to understand native speakers. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times, you know, when you ask a native speaker or even a teacher, what can you do to, to really understand natives in their natural way? They'll just 
just tell you practice, 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 but there's other things we can do before practicing so we can really understand exactly what natives are doing to make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, this is like being able to teach this stuff. We can only really do with adults, the wonderfully mm. intelligent adults that listen to our show. Yes. Because like learning as an adult, we come at it with such a um, analytical mind, right? right? And as teachers to adults, I feel like we have to respect that intelligence by really describing like the rules and the hows and the whys so you can um, be able to analyze the language and be like, oh, that's why. And then you'll be able to recognize it and understand. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think the key, right, for adults, knowing that you guys have this analytical mind is understanding when to use your analytical mind and then when to leave it at this, like put it on the side and go into that immersion, right? So it's like, right. how do we find that balance? Because we've talked before about how kids learn languages, which is not that way, right? They just go in and they, they act like sponges and they just right. sop it up. As adults, we can't do that, but we have other things we can do, but we just need to know when to use the different skills. Totally. And like on that note, guys, so we're talking about features of connected speech today. So like these pronunciation rules that make it difficult to understand us. And I would say to reach that balance, that connection, not perfection, I would say these rules are very important yes. to be able to understand us. Like. Yes. I think I view these as listening skills, guys, because to be completely honest, I wouldn't put your perfectionist tendencies into like trying to use these yourself mm. in pronunciation because a native speaker is still going to understand you if you're not using these rules. Yeah. Like, I don't think like that's the connection, not perfection thing, right? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I don't think you guys have to try and use them, but this is very important just to understand when you're in a conversation. Yeah, I love that. And guys, at the end, we have the perfect resource, which is going to take you to that next level to practice everything that you're learning today. But we'll mention totally. that when we get to the end. But Jessica, let me open this up just by reading this student's question, just so our listeners perfect. can put themselves in this listener's place. So this was an app review. Remember, guys, if you're not using the app, you should be because you can create your personal power vocabulary list over there. So go to all earsenglish.com forward slash bonuses. But this is from actually Andrew and Joyce. So it looks like two people <laughs> wrote oh, this question together. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so here's the question. I have a question when I learn English about linking sounds. I've learned English for more than 20 years. Oh, a long time. It's a long time. I know. I can understand what native speakers are talking about if they speak slowly, not very fast. However, when I watch TV in English, they usually speak very fast and many Many words are linked together. For me, I will understand it as a new word and then totally cannot follow their conversation. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I feel so upset because I just can grab some key words to guess their meanings. It's painful. Can you teach us how to solve this problem? Thank you, Andrew and Joyce. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Okay, yeah. so how he's talking about the words are linked together. Mm. We do this in different ways. There are four different ways we link our words together. Um, and so today we're going to talk about two of these ways. And we'll talk about the other two ways next time because it is a lot of information, guys. Oh, yeah. And we want you to really understand each rule because they are very different. And yeah, that's exactly right. Like 
Everything we say blends together when we're talking, but how it's blended together, there's actually reasons behind that, guys. Like there are four (laughs) ways that it is blended together. Yes, I love it. This is great. I feel like this would be really hard to find anywhere else, this exact information. So let's dive into it, Jessica. So what is the first, so what are we going to call this today? I mean, what exactly are natives doing when it's, you know, it seems like they're linking everything together? What is that called? So it's called connected speech. Like that's the, (laughs) it's a very literal and that is the linguistic term for it. So these rules we're talking about are features of connected speech. That's what they're called. So the first one, um, (laughs) which I really like, it's called assimilation. Like it sounds so fancy. All (laughs) that means, guys, is change. That's it. So sometimes we change the sound of a word into something else. And this is probably the one that causes the most confusion, I would say, Um, because like, you know how to spell it, you know how to say it and pronounce it, but then you hear it and it's not the same. It's totally different. So, and the, the motivation for this and the other rules is because we're lazy as native speakers and anybody is in their first language. So the reason this first one, assimilation, the reason why we change certain sounds is because if you have two sounds next to each other, okay? We'll take, for example, the the phrase 10 boys. So you have an N at the at the end of the first word and a B at the beginning of the first at oh gosh. At the <laughs> no, beginning you were right of the, the first second word. Second <laughs> word. Oh my gosh. So the N and the B, those are pronounced very far apart in your mouth. Right. And we don't mm. have time for that. We don't have no. time to be like 10 boys. So right. instead, we change the N to an M right. and it becomes 10 boys. <laughs> that is so crazy, right? And the reason we do that is because it's just more accessible in terms of placement of the tongue, right? In yes. our mouth, it just makes it, it's an easier jump to go from M to B than it is to go from N to B. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, because the M and the B, they're both with the mouth, right? Yeah. So there's that's super easy. So it's just to make us be able to speak easy, more easily, yeah. but then it's harder to understand. So the other example of these two sounds, the N and the B, which I really like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like yeah. um, so slowly, we would say handbag. But oh my gosh, there are so many consonants happening there and yep. it's difficult. So it becomes ham bag (laughs) (laughs) which is so weird because we don't have bags of ham we have bags that we hold in our hand but that's just what we do guys that's how we do it when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Another example, when we would say the phrase, how you doing, right? Instead uh-huh. of saying how ya doing, we would say, how you doing? How uh, you yeah. doing? So we don't close our mouth completely with, with that how, right? 
Yeah, well, the it, the you, the you, I think, is the biggest change, oh, the biggest assimilas, mm. assimilation there. Oh, because I think the W and the yeah, it's like how ya, how ya, but it becomes linked together for sure. Yeah. But then instead of saying you, because to do that ooh sound, your whole mouth has to change. Your lips right. have to really pucker. Mm. So instead of the ooh, we're just like uh. Yeah, how ya, yeah. But do you say how you doing or how you doing? How you doing? Do you hear the difference? You know what I mean? So how you doing or how you doing? Kind of like a ah, you say open at the end instead of closing up to the how. Well, that's, that's the way I true. say it. <laughs> that's true. So this actually shows the second rule we're going to teach as well, yeah. elision. This phrase shows both really well. Yeah. So assimilation is when something changes. It's still there, but it's different. And the second one, elision, is when that sound completely disappears. Mm. So in how, how you doing, <laughs> so much is happening there. Yeah. So the W disappears. And we're just mm-hmm. like, how ya? How you doing? Yeah, so we'll get into elision a little bit further into the episode, right, Jessica? But let's give them a few more examples of the assimilation. So one of my favorite assimilation examples involves this sound called the glottal stop. I love being able to use linguistic terms again. This is so fun. So the glottal stop is most um, noticeable in British English, actually, right? Mm. Like Americans don't have it as much. So instead of saying bottle, um, the t for an American becomes a duh. So it it changes, right? Mm-hmm. Bottle. Mm-hmm. It, so it changes to a D. But then for um, some British accents, it becomes a glottal stop, which is like bottle. Yeah. Oh, and I <laughs> hate the way that sounds. This whole glottal, the, the, the word glottal, I hate it. I hate the way that sounds on my tongue just saying it, to be honest. It and does I, sound I, gross. I totally disgusting. agree. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. That's so funny. Yeah. That's really weird how that word could have such like gross connotations it's, like it's just the weird. sound it's weird <laughs> another one that students ask me about a lot is when we have the t and the a and the n or a vowel the t and a vowel and an n at the end of yeah. a word for example totally right so words like manhattan or mm-hmm. button you know those words are hard to understand and hard to hear Yes, it becomes like a, a nasal sound, right? So we yeah. don't say like Manhattan. It's like Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that one is pretty uniquely American. Like I don't hear, I don't know, do you hear British people pronounce that differently? Um, Some British accents. Some British accents are, it's the same. Like it becomes that more of a nasal sound. Mm. And then the other British accent would just making making it more of a glottal stop. So we all change it. Like yeah. regardless of your accent, we all change that yeah. T vowel N sound. Mm, um, yeah. It just depends on how it's changed. Yeah. And I guess that's the one thing that you guys can count on is that, you know, what you see in your textbook is not the way or what you see in your sample pronunciation practice that's perfect English, right? It's never going to be yeah. what you hear out in the wild, in the real world. Out in and the wild. Out in the wild. I love that expression. <laughs> Us wild English speakers, yep. we like to change it up. I mean, that, and so that's why we created this resource that we're going to tell you guys about at the end of the episode today. That's why we created it 100% based on native, natural, spontaneous English. Because exactly. these native speakers did not have time to rehearse and say it correctly. They only exactly. had time to speak. Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. That we are really helping you guys in real ways. It's not just like little lessons in a textbook and a CD or whatever. Right. Um, so the second rule, guys, we've mentioned this, the elision. So this is when sounds completely disappear. They're not replaced by anything. They're just gone. So this can happen in the middle of just like one word, not even between two words like we normally think of linking. So the word sandwich. We don't say all those sounds. That's too many consonants. So that D just totally disappears. And we just say sandwich. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Sandwich, right? Sandwich. I say that too. It's so good. And what about (laughs) when we have an and in between two words like fish and chips, right? Instead of saying fish and chips, we say fish and chips. I mean, even some restaurants probably write just the N, right? Fish and chips. I was going to say like that's become something we write because it's so common. Like nobody ever says the whole and between words when we're speaking. It always becomes "Mm," just this little, again, it's that nasal like "Mm," sound that pops up. Yeah, totally. And I think people, even when they're texting, instead of just spelling out and, some people will just write the letter N. I've seen that before. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I love that. Do you can you think of any other examples of the second rule of elision of what we do? Um, well, if we go back to that how you do it, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end, we don't say doing. Um, mm. and this is like we, it's so common. We just think of it as slang, like it is a word, D-O-I-N. But it's actually an example of elision because that G completely disappears. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think I feel like our listeners, guys, you this is probably one of the easier ones to recognize, but you should be looking for it. I mean, you really should be looking for it. How you doing? Instead of how we just don't have time to say doing. <laughs> we just we have so much to do. You know, we're we just so we're so busy. We can't say all the sounds. So, guys, like, how can you practice this? So, yeah. here is a great idea, guys, with transcripts of real people talking. Yes. And add to that actual lessons about these people talking. So in the Connected Communicator, guys, we actually outline some of these rules. We teach you these rules and then you hear them and find them and listen for them in interviews with real native speakers. And every interview has a transcript. So guys, this is how you can take it one step further. This is the first step. You have the knowledge. Great. Now what do you do with it? You have to like use it and cement it somehow. So Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is as you're listening to these native speakers in our course, read the transcript at the same time and actually circle when you hear this, right? So let's say I want to focus on assimilation today. So I am going to look and listen for examples of this and highlight it. And if you do want to try and sound like that, why not? If you want to really like sound native, right? You can Mm -hmm. totally try and get this. And then you would read that transcript out loud, focusing on these pronunciation rules. Yes, I love that. I love that. And not to mention that the course takes you on a journey 12,400 miles, guys, around the United States. So you really can't find anything like this anywhere else. It's a super unique experience. And we also go into deeper topics. You know, if you're not only worried about your listening skills, but also your vocabulary, we show you how to talk about more interesting topics. You're not just going to be talking about the weather or ordering in a restaurant. It's time to go way beyond that. You guys can do much better than that. 
<laughs> exactly. I was just talking to one of our connected communicator students this morning, yeah. and she lives in America, and she's studied here. She's been here for like five years, oh. and she was saying how amazing this course is for her because now she feels like she can dive into these deeper topics. Like this stuff like gun control and you know like all of this stuff we talk about immigration racism like now she feels like she has the ideas the material the confidence to be able to have those conversations i love that i love that that is what this course can do for you guys so guys tune in for next week for the next lesson on these connected speech patterns but go and check out this course go to allearsenglish.com forward slash connection and get yourself in there to really get started on building these skills, truly building them, not just dipping into the information with a quick podcast, but really getting right. these skills. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So amazing. Guys, like Lindsay and I could not be prouder of this yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's it's our masterpiece for sure. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Jessica, thanks for hanging out today and I'll see you back on the show next week. All right. Sounds good. All Bye, right. Lizzie. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.